morning. If you will, let's turn to Genesis 32. Genesis 32. Scribble down real fast while I was waiting for the service to start. You know, a message that's preached is not to be debated. If it's if they speak as the oracles of God, it's not open for discussion. It's a declaration. Uh, if it's open for discussion or debate or consideration, there's a consideration that could be wrong. Lord ain't wrong. That's what he says. This is his word. That's it. That's him. But a message that's preached is not to be debated or analyzed. It's to be applied to the heart. You get that? And I hope the Lord will apply this to our hearts. Apply this to our hearts. And this isn't also when we eat things. Uh, I eat through the week. Uh, and sometimes I, most of the time I don't eat in the mornings. But I eat in the evenings. And some days I'll have a whole lot of protein. And then some days I'll have salad. And I don't have dessert every meal. You understand that? And so what the Lord gives us in this paddock for his sheep, for this hour, for this generation, for this decade, is <laughs> for us. Somebody else may be blessed by that salad or that dessert or that steak, but they ain't getting a whole meal. Do you understand? You get that analogy? Wednesday night we had milk. That was needed. You had to have that first before we can get to this. You had to have Wednesday nights where you can get to this. We had milk Wednesday evening. Right now, we're going to, Lord willing, we'll get some some vegetables and some potatoes. <laughs> Maybe some baby food, you know, puree or something like that. Pate. <laughs> Next hour, I'm just going to speak to God's people. Uh, we've we've established these things. Now we're going to get we're going we're going to get some meat. Get some pork chop or something. It's going to be good. You understand that? I hope the Lord will be with us. Let's look here and see what happened to Jacob. Genesis 32, verse 22. Genesis 32, 22. <clears throat> and he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. Come on in. We're in Genesis 32. Verse 24. Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, against Jacob, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. He was unhinged. <laughs> and he wrestled with him. And that strong man, he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And Jacob said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? You want blessed? What's your name? He said, Jacob. My name's Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, as a prince, hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Jacob asked him, verse 29, and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? How long have I been with you? Isn't that what our Lord told Thomas? How long have I been with you? Show us the Father. How long have I been with you? You going to ask my name? <laughs> Wherefore dost thou ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of that place Peniel. For I have seen God 
face to face, and my life is preserved. And he passed over Penuel. The sun rose up upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore, the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. Wouldn't that be something if every time we got us a big old roast with a bone-in, bone-in roast, and we saw that tendon, those ligaments and stuff, that sinew, and we said, you know what? Lord, unhinge Jacob. <laughs> if every time we had a Passover, we thought, you know what? The Lord's blood was shed for us. That's what those things are for. That's, they just told us, didn't they? Every time they eat it, you know what? We don't eat that part. Why, Daddy? Why don't we eat that? Because the Lord popped Jacob's hip out of socket. <laughs> That's why. Well, why'd he do that? Oh, sit down, I'll tell you. Sit down, I'll tell you. This story of Jacob, this is a true story. This happened, and this is the story, not of everybody. This ain't the story of everybody. Not of all the children born of Adam. This is the story of every son and daughter of Jacob. If you're his, this is your story. If I'm his, this is my story. The living God, a real man, lays a hold of his people. He gets a hold of them. And he works in and he works on them until the man is the victor. The strong man is the victor. And we confess. We confess who we are. We confess what we are. I'm Jacob. Ain't nothing else. And we're given a new name. That ain't your name no more. She shall be called the Lord our righteousness, right? And we praise the Lord for full salvation because he has always been, is right now, and shall forevermore be on his throne. Now, when this happens, you're going to limp. There's going to be some pain from all that fighting God. There's going to be some pain in that for the rest of our time on this earth. But he grabs a hold of them. He grabs a hold of his people, and his people grab back. They grab back. Where does this take place? Look there in verse 24. And Jacob was left alone. He was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the break of day. We're in Genesis 32, verse 24. Jacob was left alone. Who's Jacob? That's who was left alone. This is the, the one that the Lord chose to come wrestle with. This is not Esau. Is the Lord done our fist to cuffs with Esau? No, he came to Jacob. Jacob, this one, that he said, Jacob have I loved. This one he knew before. <laughs> he loved before time was. That's who he came to. The others left alone. They're by themselves. Jacob was alone, but God came to him. There's one-on-one -on -one wrestling, isn't it? This is, when I grew up, they had the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I can't say wrestling. I do my best. Pen and a pen. You know, read that article. That's a good article. You need to take heed to it. Um, I can't say wrestling. I said wrestling my whole life. People, other hillbillies made fun of me. But when I watched wrestling as a kid, they had Royal Rumble, and they'd be 50 men in one ring just fighting each other, masks and all that stuff and all that. That ain't wrestling. Wrestling's one-on-one, -on -one, isn't it? One -on I about called this sports, spiritual sports. Paul talked, he was a sportsman. Some of us, oh, you shouldn't be into football and baseball. Oh, hogwash. Paul was, wasn't he? He said, you got to fight a good fight. He's into boxing. Run a race. 
finisher course, obstacle course, because there's ups and downs, and I'm scared of heights, and I don't like swimming in cold water. Got to run a good race, all those things, wasn't it? Well, here's some wrestling. The Lord wrestles one-on-one, not tag team, and you're wrestling a man. Salvation takes place in the arena when God Almighty comes to a man or a woman personally. Not in a creed, not in a declaration, not in grandma and grandpa went to church. When it comes to you, when it comes to me, that's where salvation is going to take place, one-on-one. And everyone's gone. Jacob's alone. He's in darkness. He's with his thoughts. He's with his fears, his sins, his doubts. He's all alone. And this all begins when we're brought to feel totally helpless, when you're brought to be afraid. Not You ain't feared God yet when, you, when he's scared. Hopeless. No one can help me. It's just me. I'm all alone. You that the Lord's dealt with. You that the Lord's come and wrestled with. When he first came to you, didn't you feel like you was the only person in the room? One-on-one. Face, you get catch my words. He, he, he didn't mince his words. I'm going to tell you what he said. Face-to-face. You get that? That's my face looking at your face, Bob. When a man preached the gospel face-to-face to you, was you the only one in the room? Now, let me ask you, if that's, if you've had that experience, like, hey, no, I, I don't care who else is in this room. It don't matter. I'm alone. <laughs> Somebody's wrestling with me. When that happens, has that ever stopped? Has that ever stopped? I remember that preacher looking right at me. And God was speaking through him to my soul. That's what it was. And that didn't stop happening. There's seasons that doesn't happen. There's times I walk without a limp. But there's that doesn't stop happening. I've heard some people say before, you've said it, <laughs> that message was just for me. Have you said that? Have I? I've heard other people say it. <laughs> that message was just for me. That was just for me. Good. Good. Because God saves people individually. If he's going to save you, it's going to be a message. It's just for you. If he's going to wrestle with you, he's going to put his hands on you. You get that? That's why we should never listen on behalf of others. We need blessed. You get that? We need saved. I don't need to worry about so-and-so hearing something. I need to hear something. I need a word from the Lord. Verse 24 says, There wrestled a man with Jacob. A man wrestled with him. And boy, you talk about manliness. Imagine how much of a man our Lord was. (laughs) He walked this earth. The God-man. And when this was over, Jacob knew that one mightier than him had dealt with him, one stronger. He's going to know, God touch me. God touch me. When sinners come in contact with the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, they know a man's wrestled with them. Not a weakling. Not a wimp. Not somebody that says, I just want to get a hold of you and you won't let me. No, a mighty man. Not one that tries to to knock on on your door with your heart and try to get in there. One that breaks a door down and breaks your heart. That's who we've dealt with, a man. When this captain of our salvation comes to us and he lays his hands on us, we know we are in his hands. A man's come. That's what happened to Jacob, right? The Lord changes not. The Lord don't change. He does the same thing in our day. He lays a hold of his people through what kind of wrestling? The preaching of the gospel. The 
preaching of the truth, the preaching of Christ. And he wrestles in the hearts of his people. And he works in them. Side note, y'all been told by people you respect, go to war with your pastor. Have you been told that? That book I gave y'all to read, y'all read it? Go, go to battle with your pastor. Now, let me clarify that. Oh, Brother Fortner might have not, he should have put a comma and did a little exp explain. Go to war on the same side of him, not against him, please. <laughs> Somebody else hears that? Go to war with your pastor. Yeah, stand on the same side as him. <laughs> Don't wrestle with him, against him. Wrestle for him, right? Lord wrestles in the heart of his people. And until the, day, the, the Lord lays a hold of one of his children, people can listen to all the good gospel messages they want to. They can read all the passages they want to. They can read all the articles they want to. Or you can look at the clock and go to sleep. But when the God-man grabs a hold of you, you know you got a hold of it. That's what Peter sleep between them two. They smote him, didn't they? Angels smote him. Get up. Wake up. Arise. I couldn't wait for them preachers to stop talking when I was a kid. I mean, that half hour took two and a half days. Come on now, I got stuff to do. And when I was a teenager, I couldn't wait for them to stop talking so I could leave and I could go talk. I was reading Spurgeon every day. I was reading Luther every day. I could tell you all about Calvin, all those good old fellas. And I was arguing with people before the internet ever was a thing. And I was making good sense. I was wrestling this people of this world. And we'll learn about that next hour. I could tell you all about the Senate of Dort in 1618. Jacobus Arminius. Well, if he, knew he was, if he was a Jacob, <laughs> he wouldn't have been preaching that junk he was preaching. I can tell you that. I can tell you all about those things. And then one day, God reached down his hand for me. He touched me. He got a hold of me. Do you get that? I was steeped in religion. I was a good Calvinist until God saved me. I was fighting doctrine until I, until I fought a man. <laughs> man came to me. All that other stuff still true. You don't get to Christ by the doctrine, but if you got Christ, your doctrine will get sorted out. That's true. We need a person, don't we? He did it until it accomplished what he meant to do. It says, verse 24, and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. The God-man will not leave one of his children until the day breaks, until light comes. You get what I'm saying? If he comes, what he begins, he will finish. If he's beginning a good work in you, he's going to finish it. If it's his work, the Lord wrestles with his people, and we wrestle back, don't we? Until glory. There's a war going on until you die, if you're his. If the warfare stops, if the struggle ever ends, you either died in the faith or you're dead in your trespasses and sins. It's one or the other. All those in Hebrews 11 said they died in the faith. It says they were persuaded of those things that hadn't come yet. And you know what they did? What's the verb? They embraced it. You get that? They embraced it like Jacob. They laid a hold of it. I won't touch on this next hour, but uh, God is sovereign and he must do everything. Man's responsible. We're, we're told to repent. We're told to lay a hold of, not forsake. Right? He has to do that. He's going, he's going to do it through you. They embraced it, didn't they? This is a lifelong battle in the valley of the shadow of death. And when Christ comes, when that day breaks, there's no more struggle. That's our end, isn't it? 
Verse 24 says, Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. That's the good news right there. That's the gospel in one verse, isn't it? I was alone. He came to me. He wrestled with me. And he did it all the way until light came. I was in darkness. Were you in darkness? Is that where God found you? Well, no, I was doing pretty good on my own. Well, he ain't come to you yet. That's a lie. You get it? It's a lie. You're lying to yourself. You're flattering yourself. We looked at last week. Verse 25. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, when that man saw that Jacob, we wouldn't make no progress with Jacob, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. People say, see, you can resist God's will. Ah, no. What's happening here is the Lord's proving Jacob, and the Lord speaks in a language you and I can understand. He has to talk to us. He said, come, let us reason together. Were you going to talk him into something else? No, he's speaking in a way we can understand. Jacob was not winning at resisting the Lord. That's not what was happening. No. Nothing was prevailed, though. We wasn't making any movement, huh? He wasn't giving in on his own. You weren't bowing on your own. You didn't choose to bow to God. God made you bow. You bowed to him. God was proving Jacob, and he touched him. You get that? People say, well, he's fighting against God. What did he say? He touched him. Boop. You get that? We need to understand the context of what we're talking about. I can yell, scream, and punch people and grapple them and put them in rear naked chokes and put you down or whatever, do whatever I can. The Lord just comes in and goes, boop. Just touched him and dislocated his hip. Took it clean out of joint. I looked it up. The most common cause of a femur being separated from a hip joint is a severe, that's the word they use, severe car wreck. Now, generally, there's hip dysplasia and all. Don't, don't henpeck me. Just hush, get the point. A severe car wreck. That's what it takes. Just from a touch. The hollow of Jacob's thigh was out. A lot of force, isn't it? A lot of, a lot of power it took power of a touch. Jacob's been fighting back, still fighting back. And unless the Lord dislocates his hip right in the middle of him, that'd just affect everything in you, wouldn't it? Jacob will not surrender. He will not bow. He was wrestling. I was a sophomore in high school. John Chapman. Y'all know him from Spring Lake, North Carolina. John talked me into trying out for the wrestling team. And his son, Jeremy, was state champ. He was just a, that fellow's a walking muscle. He's strong. And you weigh in and weigh out of practice. So I showed up to practice, wrestle practice, and I weighed in. And then when I weighed out that after the practice was over, I weighed 10 pounds less. I lost 10 pounds in a practice. And it took, when you wrestle, I don't know if y'all done it, or just kids playing, it takes all of you. You can't do it with one hand tied behind your back. That's the old saying. You, you wrestle with your toes, with your knees, with your hips, with your thighs, with your arms, your, your eyelashes, whatever it takes, your teeth. <laughs> it takes the whole of you. It takes the whole of you, doesn't it? From my pinky toe to the hair of my head, this old man fights against the Lord with everything in him. I fight his wisdom. I fight his will. I fight his good providence. Do you? Are you a son of Jacob? Well, I would never do that. You better be careful. God might pop your hip out of socket if you're his. A believer would never do such things. Oh, yeah? My pastor used to say, don't, don't go looking, get your nose looking down on David just because your Bathsheba ain't showed up yet. Maybe we haven't been given the opportunity to sin yet. 
in the Lord's good time and ability, I get popped out of socket. Jacob was a believer. Don't forget that. He already was a believer, wasn't he? I love this picture. Our legs are the strongest muscle group in our bodies. That's our strength. And whenever our legs go, it's over. The end's near it. I had a private in Germany back-talking me. I was in the position of authority. You understand? I had to rule over them. <laughs> I, was, I was in charge. And that boy would not stop back-talking me. He fought me at every turn. Every time I said, go do that. Well, why? Well, why? I need to tell me why. I don't need to tell you why. You do it. Just do what I say. That's the job. What's wrong with you? He kept talking. Now, I, I could have just wrote him up, did that, but that's a sign of my failure of leadership. You remember them days, don't you, Tim? I took that fellow out back, and I made him start doing push-ups. I made him start doing jumping jacks. made him start doing this and that sit-ups. Front back goes. One of my favorites. Effective. And that boy wouldn't give. I could see it in his eyes. He didn't say nothing. But I look people in the eye, and I, I, I've met one or two people in my life, and I can kind of read folks, and he hadn't gave yet. And so I thought, you know what? One of my friends on Saturday morning, early, he's out laid out drunk or something. I can't remember what he did wrong that time. And I told one of my friends, I was training up a corporal, and I said, I'm going to take his legs from him. He said, do what? I said, watch. And I made that boy do squats for about 30 minutes. And he finally started getting a little winded. Finally started getting a little winded. And I knew what was going to happen. He didn't know what was going to happen. I've lived through this. And I said, well, Saturday morning, you want the rest of your weekend? All you got to do when I say go, you run to that light pole and touch it. If you can do it in two minutes, you can leave. Your weekend's over. We'll never have this problem again. He said, I'm going to do it. He kept doing that same motion, that same motion. I said, whenever I tell you, you ready? I said, go. And he sprinted as hard as he could. He took about two steps, and he just went face first right in the ground. I said, your weekend's done. I'll see you Monday. I never had a problem with that boy again. You know that? <laughs> Other people, they start back-talking me. Said, don't back-talk him. Just hush and do what he says. <laughs> we have our legs taken from us. We have no soundness in us. Do you understand that? We have no constitution. That's what David wrote. He said, for thine arrow stick fast in me, and thy hand presseth me sore. You got to hold. You put your hand on me. You put your hand on me. And there's no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger, neither is any rest in my bones because of my sin. That hip gets popped out. Hip's going, we're going to limp forever because of sin. We're going to be reminded of that struggle that we had. We'll remember that pain that we've caused ourselves fighting against God. We limp the rest of our lives with that. What that means is <clears throat> that out of joint literally means unhinged. When the Lord wrestles us, we're unhinged. We have no strength at all, and we know it. We know it. Verse 26 says, And he, that man, the God-man, said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. Judgment's coming. Go away. Jacob said, I ain't going away. I'm, I'm not going to go hide from God. I'm going to cleave to God. Except thou bless me. I will not let thee go except thou bless me. What Jacob doesn't understand yet, he doesn't know who he's dealing with just yet. He knows he has to have whatever that fellow's got, right? And he doesn't understand also he's already been blessed. He's already been blessed. That instinct in him is clinging to God. <laughs> You're still like a, like a baby hugs into him. When we're shown the power, the might, and the holiness of our Lord and our complete unhinged inability, we commit our way to the Lord. Lock, stock, and barrel 
All of it. Everything, all day. He's our all. That's our life. We commit to him. We cleave to him. Joshua said that, but cleave unto the Lord your God as ye have done unto this day. You cleave to him before? Cleave to him now. <laughs> what about tomorrow? Tomorrow don't matter. I'm only alive. It's, you know what time it is? I know we had a time change. We sprung ahead an hour. You know what time it is? It's right now. It's always right now, isn't it? Cleave to him right now. You've done that before. Cleave unto your, the Lord your God. I had a picture. I don't know if it's in my office or not. Jaylee's scared of heights like me. It's hereditary. <laughs> and we was at uh, some national park, Yellowstone, I think. We was by a big waterfall. We got close to it, and she grabbed a hold of me, got her arms around my neck, looked like I had a backpack on the front of me, and her legs around my waist, and them ankles locked in, and those hands locked in, and I got a, I just stuck my hands out. And she's holding on to me. Well, she'd let go. I'd have snatched her, you know. She claved to me. Why? She trusted me. She was afraid. We're going to see all this next hour. I can't get into it. These, this meal's a couple different courses. It just happens to be over a couple different days or hours, okay? To tell someone, I've been called an antinomian because I've said believe Christ and do whatever you want. There's a new instinct in you. You want to, this is in our, relevant in our day. Spurgeon can't tell you about this. There's legalized marijuana in this state, right? Believe Christ, smoke all the dope you want. I don't care. You'll quit smoking that dope. Because the Lord's got a new person, and you say, you know what? Well, I, got, I can't listen to the word if, if I'm all high and looped out of my head. I can't do that. I, don't, I can't hear a word from God. I need to be sober-minded. Not just sober in sobriety, but sober in, in seriousness. This is serious. The Lord has me here. I'm his child. I know who I am. He owns me. I'm not my own. He owns me. Believe Christ, do what you want. <laughs> He'll train his people. I've been called an antinomian for that, and I've also been called a legalist. Man, preaching works because I say if a man has new faith, if God's put a new man in you that believes Christ, you will act in obedience. You can't have faith without obedience. It's our responsibility when we respond to his ability. You get that? There will be faith and obedience. It will happen if it's God's. To tell someone to cleave to Christ, to attend worship, to hear the word preached, to trust him, to grab a hold in, and to let go, that's good. I won't shy away from saying it. It's the right thing to do. He says so. Doesn't he? It's right. Verse 26 says, He said, Let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Jacob was already blessed. Unbelievers don't wrestle with sin like that. They fight God, but they don't know it. But they don't wrestle internally with themselves, do they? They don't have commitment to the Lord. They don't have a need for his blessing. Well, I could just, I sorted this out. I found them tapes. I downloaded the right messages. Is that lingering in the background? Get, get in the mirror and get serious with yourself. Lord, pray the Lord wrestles with you. Unbelievers don't struggle with this stuff. Believers do. And he said unto them, what's thy name? And he said, Jacob. That's short and sweet, isn't it? Who are you? What are you? The Lord knew his name. He was foreknown, wasn't he? He was foreloved. He knew Jacob's frame. But now Jacob's going to know. What's your name? Who are you? I'm Jacob. Here's the blessing. He wants blessed. Here's the blessing. God comes to wretched sinners, and he wrestles with them, and he unhinges them, and he asks what their name is, and they say, I'm a wretched sinner. Not that that's, I'm, I'm totally depraved. I'm sin. That's all I am. And he takes those that think highly of themselves, and he brings them low. 
all the way down to his feet. And Christ came into the world to save sinners. That's the blessing. It's not to be picked up by your bootstraps to be lifted. Oh, we got to encourage folks. No, we, I need to be brought down. Mankind needs to be brought down. Let me show what we are. Because Christ came into the world to save sinners, and I'm a chief of them. I'm Jacob. I understand Paul genuinely thought that. That's me. Paul also said, for you see your calling, brethren. You that you that been wrestled with. You see your calling. Not many wise after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. He didn't say not any. He said not many. But God's chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Are you a fool? God's chosen the weak things of the world to confound things. Remind you weak. Well, no, I can no, that ain't weakness. The base things of the world. Are you base? You ain't nothing but sin and wickedness and evil. And I'd cut everybody's throat in that parking lot down there at Albertsons if the Lord took his hand off of me. Base things of the world, things which are despised, hath God chosen. That's the ones he come to wrestle with. Things which are not to bring to naught the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. Jacob said, well, I got a per, per couple good holds in on him. No, he had his hip popped out of socket. He was screaming, crying unto God, didn't he? But of him are ye in Christ Jesus. The Lord did all that. You take those lepers. They had to be completely covered, white spots, completely consumed in their leprosy. And they wasn't a speck on them that wasn't nothing but leprosy and disease. And they went to the priest and they said, you're clean. If you've got a couple of good spots on you, the Lord's going to have to wrestle that off of you. We have to be completely Jacob, don't we? Verse 28 says, And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. Israel. That's your name now. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men. How do you have power with God? You can come to his throne of grace. Ask him. Did he say that? Come to me. Ask me. We can go to his throne. You have power of God. And with men. Like in three Hebrew children. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They looked that king in the face. <laughs> looked him face to face. And they said, you can throw us in that fire. And if God don't want us to burn, we ain't going to smell like smoke. And if he wants us to burn, that's his business. But we ain't bound to your gods. That's power. With men. Because he's our power, isn't it? How does a prince have power of God in men? The Lord. How do you become a prince? You can't marry into this one. <laughs> you can't marry into this one. <laughs> well, we are married into it. Born, ain't we? Born into it. Life's been put in us. And you've prevailed. That new man in us. That Christ in us. From that day on, you think Jacob went and introduced himself as Israel? You pay attention to me. Do you think Jacob went and introduced himself as Israel while he's limping? The Lord's children in this day, I'm, this is a rhetorical question, don't answer it. The, the Lord's children in this day go up to people and say, I'm a Christian. I say, I'm a Jacob. I'm a sinner. Isn't it? Bob, do you know what your rightful title is? Your Saint Robert, the Lord our righteousness. That's right, isn't it? You introduce yourself that way. You. I wrote that about, I didn't put St. Kevin, the Lord our righteousness in my notes. I'll say it about you. You won't say it about yourself. 
objected, didn't say, ain't nothing changed. Two men went to the temple to pray. There's a Pharisee and a tax collector, IRS agent, crooked one at that. And the Pharisee stood and prayed with himself. You pray with yourself, you pray to God. You cry it to yourself, you cry it to God. God, I thank you. I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And that publican standing afar, wouldn't even so much as come into the temple, would he? Wouldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven. He smote on his breast where the problem was. He said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Lord said, I tell you, that man went down to his house justified. He's probably still smiting his, his chest the whole way down to his house. Doesn't say he went down there clicking his heels and skipping and stuff, did he? <laughs> that didn't matter. Feelings don't matter. Lord be for us. It's the only thing that turns us from rebels to regenerated child of, children of God. Him be for us. Verse 29, Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it thou dost ask after my name? Don't you know who you're dealing with yet? Ain't like other men, is he? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of that place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. The last couple years in this nation, we've had we haven't had in person learning for our children in these schools, have we? Kim was doing this study for a master's degree program, all the testing of the different schools in the district. Test scores are low. Hard to learn math on the internet, ain't it? Hard to learn math on a computer. It's hard to learn how to read. How do you even start to teach somebody how to read? <laughs> uh, that's A, I guess, and B. <laughs> you start to shape letters and stuff. How do you even start to do that? This nation will probably pay a great cost for not having our children in, in person learning in school. The stats agree. The data agrees, right? I'm walking you into something. How much more so the child of God? People say, well, I can read at home. I can study at home. I can listen to the message at home. Yes, and you ought to. God met somebody face to face. That Ethiopian eunuch was reading, didn't he? And he didn't say, Philip, how could I understand this unless somebody sends me a letter or a telegram? He said, unless some man tell me. Now get up here and show me Christ in there. Lord does people face to face, face to face. I've seen God face to face. And he preserved my life. My life is preserved. And he passed over Peniel. I think he's on a high note. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good news. If I don't turn your frown upside down, I don't know what will. I ain't got nothing, I ain't got no better news to tell you. If I don't bring a tear to you, I don't know what, what it'll do. God came to us, undeserving sinners, and saved us. Whew, that's something. Get your tambourine and do some cartwheels or something. He passed over Peniel and rose, the sun rose upon him. Oh, man, that warmth of lightness come to us. Oh, we see him. We know him now. God's, we've seen God face to face. And he halted upon his thigh. Oh! You ever took a few steps feeling pretty good? Oh! Oh, my, my hip. Oh, my back goes out sometimes. Man, it gets sore. You ever had that happen? Forget all about it. Oh, hurts so good, don't it? The 
Lord wrestled with me. He bruised me, and I'm glad. And I'm reminded of it often. Every few steps, I'm reminded of it. That's a good thing. That pain's good. It's hurt good. I pray he wrestles with somebody here today. He wakes us up, shakes us up good, gets a hold of you, touches you, boop, touch your thigh, and just unhinge you, get you unwound like Lazarus. And he breaks you stony hard. Wouldn't that be something? Jacob got wrestled. He'd, he'd met God before, hadn't he? He'd bowed to God before. Yeah, that was before us today. We need a little wrestle with us today, don't we? Let's pray together. Father, as you see fit, as it pleases you, come to your people one-on-one. -on -one. Lord, allow us to see your face. Get a hold of us. Touch us. Let us know who it is. Our times are in your hands. Whose hands it are, our times are in. Lord, be with us as you promised you will. Don't leave us to ourselves as you promised you won't. Our promises and our words are so fickle, Lord, and so weak. And allow us to lean hard on your promises. Allow us to trust Christ and believe him. Put all of our ways into him. Commit ourselves to him. To latch a hold. To cleave to Make that happen in us. Thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for the Lent you've given us, that reminder who we are and whose we are. Forgive us for ever doubting. Forgive us for wondering. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. All right. We'll meet back 1030.